get started, I want to remind you to please follow us on social media. You could locate us at WDDIMpodcast.com. Also on YouTube, please look us up at What Difference Does It Make Podcast. We've got some great stuff there. Let's get into it with Holly and Dave on the What Difference Does It Make Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Holly. Hey, welcome to episode six. This is exciting. We uh, just finished up 1980. Finished. Uh, a thorough <laughs> investigation into 1980 and all the music that happened and everything that Holly hated and I loved about the year. <laughs> now we move on to 1981, and I think we decided that it was a big year for... MTV. It was the year that they debuted. Very exciting. Very exciting for the music world and for the video world. Correct. We didn't know there was a video world, or we we had an idea there was. We didn't know how exciting it could be. I had no idea how exciting cable would be. We were not hooked up to cable in 1981. I think we were, but I don't have a recollection of the launch of MTV. Just sporadic visions. Obviously, we remember the first videos that were played on MTV as we look at the list. But And I remember, of course, all the, the VJs. Can you name all the Fab Five of the... <laughs> Nina Blackwood, Alan Hunter, Martha Quinn, Mark Goodman, J.J. Jackson. Okay, you got him. Yeah, J.J., we miss him. Triple J. Triple J, exactly. Mm -hmm. Those were our rock stars, our early rock stars. Exactly. I can't name the members in Arcade Fire. (laughs) (laughs) It's so embedded in my brain that I'll always remember their names. Yeah, yeah, and the sound of their voices and what they look like with their mullets and their, you know, curly 80s hair. Sure, that's what we desired to look like. We're like, okay, this is this is it. Not just look like them. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna tell you something we did, a little a little tidbit. As I said, my earliest memories of MTV are kind of blurry, but in about nineteen eighty five, it must have been nineteen eighty five, they put out a call, they did these open auditions for MTV. If you so you want to be a VJ? Okay. That wasn't what it was called. I think that's something totally different. We did this, a group of friends, including my husband. We went down, we waited in line. We thought we could totally do this, be a VJ. We didn't even get in. <laughs> we never even got to audition. Oh, I don't know terrible. how. And maybe we were, you know, too far to the end of the line. It's kind of another fuzzy memory. But yeah, we did that because I thought this is this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. Was this something that was advertised on MTV? I don't remember how we heard about it. I have I'll have to have my, my memory refreshed. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we can do an addendum. You know, you do know we were talking about MTV today, right? That you were going to tell this this great story. I just thought of it this morning. Oh, is that right? Yes, I did. I completely (laughs) forgot. Like I said, the 80s, it's a big, a lot of it is a a haze. So no, of course, had I remembered, I would have consulted those that we went with. Kind of like what people say about the 60s. If you remember it, you weren't really there. The 80s are our 60s. Exactly. So That's right. Our Fab Five was their Fab Four. We got got one better. Yeah. We had two Fab Fives. Can you imagine? The other Fab, well, there was Fab Five Freddy. <laughs> Fab Five Freddy. Yes. Yeah. Fab Five Freddy. Okay. Well, Yo! MTV rap. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's who uh, Debbie Harry rapped about. Uh, yes. On Rapture. Yes. Don't point at me. It's so harsh. <laughs> Sorry. Can't. It's like a, it's a revelation. Yes. And the other Fab Five that I remember is Duran Duran, of course. Yes. Oh, yes. You know all five members of them, too, right? I do. You. Simon LeBon. Yes. Nick Rhodes. Yes. John Taylor. Yes. There's another Andy Taylor. Yes. Who's the last one? It's the drummer. There's not another Taylor in Duran Duran. Yes. Who? It's the drummer, Roger Taylor. Roger Taylor? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Ah. I apologize. Why wouldn't you know the drummer? The most important member of Duran Duran. <laughs> You're right. I should know that, except 
back in the 80s when we first started watching Duran Duran on MTV, you were much more as with either Simon LeBon or John Taylor. Were you Team Simon or Team John? John, Team John. You were Team John. But they were so, it was so, you know, visibly appealing. Just remember the video for Rio. Of course. They're so visually appealing. And that's, well, that was MTV. Yeah. But actually, my sister's favorite member was Roger Taylor. Really? I, I think just based on, he was. Because he's a drummer? Traditional looks. I think it was yeah. just like a good looking guy. The other guys were kind of. Pretty. Pretty boys. And John yeah. was, or Roger was just like a good looking guy. Uh, maybe that's why my sister appreciated him. <laughs> she lo- she did love the band. Yeah. In fact, she stole my Rio album. I did buy that, and I never, like, a couple days later, I, it was, it's mysteriously disappeared, never to be found again. Ah, uh, you did her Until, a favor. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, who, else, who else were the most standout artists to you on MTV? Not just from the top, you know, the first ones they played, but the visual, it was, you know. Oh, good question. Talking uh, Heads. Yeah. You know, it's of course you go to Michael Jackson. Of course, I often think about. I can't remember. I I will not know the director. There used to be a thing where people used to talk, like, you know, instead of the bands just performing, like, why don't we get the artist to act and see what happens there? And yeah. that used to be a thing where there was talking in the in the videos. So I remember like um, like Till Tuesday, Voices Carry. Where there's a little bit of talking and yeah. there's like some interaction there, or uh, Pep Benatar, you know, storming out of her house. Oh, love is a battlefield. Love is a, indeed a battlefield. Yeah, where she's you know singing and acting. Yeah, crazy. I remember Springsteen in uh, "I'm on Fire," where he's a garage mechanic yeah. and he's acting a little bit. Just bad, bad ideas. But I remember, like, I, you know, at the time I was really taken by this. Like, uh, you know, got really into it. The acting of, you know, these artists acting. See, it was a different time. It's funny that you say that because I remember the transition from concept videos. I guess you call them concept sure. videos where, where the artists were acting or they had actors in the video and, you know, the artists were in it too, to performances. I wanted to see the band's acting, you know, at the time when MTV debuted and a few years later. And it took a while when, when they just started performing, you were kind of like, okay, it's not just another performance. But then, of course, you wanted to see performances. Right. Yeah. You know, people started calling, they thought of them as mini movies. So yeah. let's get these artists to do mini acting. Yeah. Which it was. It wasn't the best. They did the best they can. Yes. It, would, you know, it I, was fun to see. It was I, fun to see the artist doing something other than perform. Yeah, I never know how much input the artist had. It's, a lot of times I think they said, we just showed up and they, they told us what to do and we did it. Some of the artists had their own concepts. Sure, not everyone could be Bowie. but Who's going to argue with him? By the way, did you know that one of the Fab Five, Alan Hunter, was in the video for fashion? He was? He was. Now I'll have to go back and look at it. You, Definitely do. Yeah. He's in there somewhere. I, I will look for him. They all had they had all had good enough looks, you know, all had nice distinctive looks that they could have been in any of those. Should we talk about some of the videos, some of the debut videos from MTV in nineteen eighty one? Yes, I actually did my homework. Did you do your homework? I did plenty of homework. Okay. I found some interesting facts, things that I did not know. Okay, very good. We'll go through the first twenty five videos played. How about that? I, I think that's a great idea. All right. Of course, I don't have facts for all the, the <laughs> videos did, I was a little less interested in. Did you rewatch? I have less facts about. Okay, so you didn't rewatch all these videos. I watched a lot of them. I did too. It's kind of painful. Yes. No. <laughs> no, yeah. some of them yes were great. No. Brought back great memories, but some were, wow. Some some made me wonder 
how these videos ended up on MTV. Maybe they were a little limited in their offerings when were, MTV first went on the air. Oh, they were super limited. Yeah. I mean, God bless Rod Stewart, who knew to, uh, <laughs> to make videos, no matter how, how horrible they were or, or what they dressed him up as. It was kind of cool to, uh, <laughs> to see all these, these old school. You know, now they're cliches, but at the time, this was uh, trend setting. Let's have the let's have someone go down a uh, small pathway and you know, <laughs> and let's let's smash some glass or let's have a fog machine. Let's dry ice. Yeah. Let's let's have this guy dancing around. Let's see how well these artists dance. I was watching a lot of these and going, oh yes, video did kill the vi- the radio star <laughs> because these guys could not dance or they were trying to. And it's like, oh, this is super painful. So, do you think Rod Stewart helped himself by the way he performed in some of these videos? I don't know. There, there's some where he's he's really good. Yeah, there's a lot of different uh, Rod Stewart videos that some work and some don't. <laughs> and I think he was willing to try anything, which is just kind of cool. I mean, he was he was Rod the Bod, so you you had to let him let him strut around and pretend, you know, like it's a an actual concert. And which, he could get away with a lot because he was Rod Stewart. Things that work on stage don't necessarily work well <laughs> in video form, and that's I think Rod Stewart discovered that. I think the Rolling Stones discovered that. Or Mick Jagger did. There's some moves that he does, and like waiting for a friend or uh, start me up, where it's just over the top ridiculousness. And when it's close up from far away, it's, it looks great in concert. Like oh, you know, he's moving great. But in a video, in a video, you see the face and the contortions, and it sometimes it, it just does not work. <laughs> so anyway, the first song. This is everyone's favorite music trivia question. That everyone knows. What was the first song played on MTV? Oh, we're going straight to number one. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it's the start of the... Yes. This way, well, yeah, we're not going to... We're not counting them down. No, there's no reason to count them. Oh, well, video killed the radio star. The Buggles. Yes. And what do we know about the Buggles? Okay. I So they were produced by Trevor Horn and Jeff Downs. Correct. They it, are. It was a duo. They were the duo. Yes. I don't think I knew this at the time. And maybe it was around the same time. Well, actually, it was before because they went on to, Trevor Horn went on to produce ABC and Pet Shop Boys and Frankie Goes to Hollywood. We all know Trevor Horn from his 80s, your typical 80s synthesizer sound. Yes, definitely. But Jeff Downs went on to form Asia. They were both in Yes? Yeah, I think it was like one record. They left the Buggles. Yeah. They joined Yes. Yes broke up like the next year. (laughs) I'm like, oh, well, all right, well, fine, let's. Let's strike the buggles again. And they, they try, I think they came out with one other record, and then it, that failed. And then they went on to other successful projects. Yeah. Okay, so Jeff Downs, I always associated with Yes and Asia. Even I didn't even know it was only one year he was in Yes, but he I associated him with, with rock. Trevor Horn, I only associated with electronic. The producer? Yeah, the synthesizer, oh. 80s sound. So I had, I don't think I knew that. He had anything to do with yes. So that was interesting to me. I heard you on the wireless back in 52. Lying awake intently tuning in on you. If I was young, it didn't stop you coming through. Oh, oh. They took the credit for your second symphony. We written my machine on new technology. And now I understand the problems you can see. The song they played uh, right after video killed the radio star, which I did not. I knew, and then I forgot, and then I read this, like, oh, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a, a remake. I didn't know it either. Yeah. I know. It's uh, You Better Run by Pat Benatar. Yeah. I, I wonder from our generation who would know that it was a, a remake. Did you listen Death. to the it's the original, listen- the originals by the Rascals? Yes. Did you listen to the original? I did not. 1966. What you trying to do to my heart? What you trying to do to my heart? You go around telling lies, you fool around with the other guys. What you trying to do to my heart? You better run. You better run. Yeah, it's a good song, but Pat kills it. Yeah, she's she rocks that song. Yeah, she she definitely does. Which I thought was hers. Yeah. <laughs> Another fun fact is it's from our favorite movie, Roadie. Yes. I wonder <laughs> Which if we have she... yet to see. I... We will. We will. Then we'll have to go right back to 1980. Yeah, we're never getting out of 1980. I wonder if she met Meatloaf. I don't Why know. is that on your mind? I don't know. She's about your size. And Meatloaf is, deserves Massive. the name. Yeah, deserves the name Meatloaf. Yeah, he could yeah. give her a hug and just she would disappear. I, I think she's actually smaller than me. I think she's she is shorter than me. She is tiny, tiny. Tiny. Yeah. She can rock. Yeah, she rocks. What you trying to do to my heart? What you trying to do to my heart? You go around telling lies and now you want to compromise. What you trying to do to my heart? You better run. You better hide. You better leave from my side. Um, number three is our favorite. <laughs> yes, Rod Stewart. Oh. Are you a Rod Stewart fan? I am. Yeah. I wasn't, and I'm probably around this time, not so much, and probably because of this video, like, you know, these were my entry songs. You would see someone, like a video like that, and go, oh, hard pass. It took me, yeah, probably 10 years later, I started to discover Rod Stewart, like old Rod Stewart. Real Rod Stewart. Oh, my God. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's when I started Every picture like, tells oh a God. story. Why did why didn't anybody tell me about this? This is amazing. Okay, so number four, the fourth song they played was classic rock. It wasn't classic rock. It was an actual new song. You better you bet by the Who. Yes. And that was the first album with the new drummer. Kenny Jones. Yep. Do you remember this video? Did you watch this? I do. I didn't watch it this time. So I don't remember the the concept of the video. But I really like the song. Again, more 80s for The Who than classic Who. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, really catchy. Actually, You Better Run and You You Better You Bet were both (laughs) songs that were played on the radio. Yeah. Okay, so those were hits. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to To, the next. Right. The next one, number five on the. Which is crazy. Yeah. Did you watch this video? Because I did not know this song, so I definitely watched this video. I didn't know the song. I moved on to songs that I know and like. Oh. And No, I had to know this. So this is Little Susie's On The Up by Ph.D. Oh, what's up? Why 
All right, you're listening to part one of our talk about MTV. It happened on August 1st, 1981, and we love celebrating this special, special day. But we always need to take a break, so let's do that right now. Welcome back to part one of our look at the first day of MTV. For number six is uh, We Don't Talk Anymore by Cliff Richard. Yes. All right. So do you, you know Cliff Richard, right? I know Cliff Richard. He's kind of like the uh, British version of the Beatles. Yes. Or of, of El- British version of, of the Beatles. British version of Elvis Presley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so number seven, here's the video, here's the scenario. Mm-hmm. Chrissy Hind plays a singer, or plays a waitress. waitress. She's a waitress, and the boys in the band come into the restaurant. They order, and Chrissy's trying to get their attention, and like, they really not that interested. And then the boys' girlfriends arrive, and, and then they run off, and they leave, and Chrissy's there just saying goodbye to everyone. And that's how that video ends. Sadly, she will be a waitress. I've heard in an interview in the past that Chrissy, she likes this video. However, she said, if I would do this again, I would have gone off with the boys and like quit the job and gone in the car with the band and, and driven off. I did see that in an interview. I oh. just read that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'll tell okay. you another thing. I'll tell you okay. something I learned from uh, reading about this video that I did not know. The name of the song is Brass in Pocket. Yes. Which I guess I never, as sometimes I just... Don't do. Think about the meaning, the significance of the title of the song. Brass is actually money. Brass means money in Northern England. I had no idea, which must have been where this video was shot. Yeah. Well, yeah, (laughs) they kind of get that from the context. but uh, You do. But that's what I'm saying. I didn't associate the brass, the literal meaning of the money. I got brass in pocket. I got battle. I'm gonna use it Intention
Number eight is Time Heals by Todd Rundgren. What can you tell me? <laughs> I can tell you. First, I'm going to tell you you have to stop asking me if I've watched these videos because I have not. I've hardly watched. You said you did. I know. But I'm realizing now. I think I only watched the ones, you know, the, the artists that I was fans of. <sighs> a fan. Okay. Moving on. Did you watch the video? I did. Yeah. Are you? Were you a Todd Rundgren fan? Still am. This, yeah? To this day. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So prolific and does so many different types of, you know, pop maestro mm -hmm. can do progressive rock mm -hmm. with Utopia. Do you know he self-funded this video? That sounds like something he would do. This song did not make the Hot 100, but he made money producing the Bad Out of Hell album. Yes. And he used that money to uh, to make this video. Yeah. Well, you should, you should dig into Todd Rundgren. Brilliant. Brilliant stuff. I had no idea. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, see, Bad Out of Hell, XTC. He's very, he's broad. He, he does it all. go to um, we're roller skating and this song is uh, uh, this is for couples only we're going <laughs> to take it on the run with REO Speedwagon yes I did, were you an REO Speedwagon fan I was because the girls loved them so I took an interest into it they're catchy songs <laughs> it's like, I appreciate I, I appreciate the what they were trying to do so that's a thumbs down you know what I yeah so <laughs> it's not something I will I will listen to if it's on the radio I will listen to it all the way but I'm not going to dig up uh, high infidelities and listen to I don't think I ever have really okay. well I like this song of course you do and I like and I liked yeah so I'm a fan because I'm a girl heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another you've been messing around all right, so then Litch, and then they go into Rockin' the Paradise by Styx. All right, did you watch this video? <laughs> I did. I didn't because I can't bear I can't bear listening to Styx anymore. I hate to say this, like nails on a chalkboard to me right now. So, did you watch it? Rockin' the Paradise? It was a great song at the time. Yeah, I think Dennis DeYoung had this vision for the band and steered them in this kind of a Broadway musical type. I mean, this mm -hmm. was a concept. You know, concept record about the the Paradise Theater in Chicago. Yep. The video starts out with him kind of like vaudeville type uh, MC. You know, he's wearing he's got the suspenders. It looks cheeseball. I mean, I'm sure even in 1980, I can't imagine like what a good look for Dennis DeYoung. <laughs> you know, he's singing in front of a curtain, and then the curtain comes up, and then the band comes out, and they're wearing those same Rod Stewart jumpsuits that uh, that I hated. <laughs> You know, they're pretending to rock, but this music is not rocking at all. And they're trying to sell this music, but it's, I don't know. This was their downfall. 
it was a direction that, that they decided to take. Uh, yeah. And this was, I'm sure, Dennis De- This is probably why Dennis DeYoung is not in the band anymore. <laughs> probably, but he does perform as Dennis DeYoung. I can imagine, yeah. This was a bad time for Stig. I mean, it was it was super successful for them. More power to them. I'm sure at the time they were like, wow, okay, this is this is our new direction. Did Mr. Roboto come before or after this? I think it was after. I think Mr. Roboto came after. Yeah. So yeah. like, all right, rocking the paradise. We're okay, Dennis. Mm-hmm. Let's let's keep this going. What do you got next? All right. Hear me out. Give you the first word. <laughs> and Domo. he sold it. Somehow he sold it. They gave Domo. him another chance and he sold it. Domo arigato. Yeah, Domo arigato, <laughs> Mr. Roboto. What you doing tonight? Well, have you heard that the world's gone crazy? Young Americans listen when I say It's people putting us down I know they're saying that we've gone lazy To tell you the truth we This is When Things Go Wrong. Of course, I did my homework and did watch this video. Uh, Robin Lane thinks she was signed to Warner Brothers. Remind me a little bit of, of Heart, in a way. She had a she has a really good voice, and uh, hmm. and the um, song was actually kind of good. Right, number 12, History Never Repeats. Split ends. Were you a fan? Not the time. I Again, I went backwards. I discovered Crowded House. Went back and listened like, to everything. Oh, oh, this is split ends. This is that. I didn't realize that it was the, the Finn Brothers mm-hmm. or like, uh, like, oh, okay, that's this was their earlier band because I had heard some of these songs on, uh, on Q-Rock. History never repeats. Tell myself before I go to sleep. All right, so then uh, Hold On Loosely by 38 Special. Uh, were you a fan? Um, fan of their, uh, yeah, yeah, just the pop songs. I like, just, yeah, just uh, Hold On Loosely and Caught Up In You. Uh, those songs are still good. I can still hear those and just like put a smile on my face. You see it all around you. April Wine, number 14. I do remember April Wine. I didn't remember this song. It's one of those uh, light your bick and hold it up yeah. and sway it back and forth. Just kind of a power bat. Just between you and me. Don't make this good. Yeah. Don't make this good at this. Yeah. Time and time again I see A love that seems 
But next is another Rod Stewart. All right. I listened to this song. I loved this song. So, I mean, why, why didn't I know this? No, don't make me sing it. This was a song from, um, from 1975, which is why I probably fell in love with it. Like, oh, my God, he did not sing like this in 1980. This is brilliant. This is not a Do You Think I'm Sexy. Yeah. This song hit number one in, uh, in Britain, but wasn't a hit in the U.S. Mm. But in the video, he's wearing a Navy uniform. He's out at sea. Sailing at like in the New York Pier area looks cheesy, but <laughs> you can say that. It's, insert that's horrifying. I, that's one of those things. Like, oh, I love the song, and then just looking at the video, going, no, no, no. Yeah. But great song. I'm glad I I rediscovered that or you know heard that song because <laughs> yeah. it's really really good. I am sailing. I am sailing. Home again Across the sea I am sailing Stormy waters To be near you To be free I am flying I am flying This concludes another episode of the What Difference Does It Make podcast. If you want to learn more about us, please visit us at our website, WDDIMpodcast.com, where you can find all our links to social media and sign up for our newsletter and all that fun stuff. Thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in to the What Difference Does It Make podcast. And until next week, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.